Dead on. Still got that. Still well, your hands aren't rough. Got that. You know what? Let's just, let's just fucking get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And guys, we have a dynamite episode 98 for your eardrums. Please do us a favor subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, voice box clicking on all cylinders, most awesome. Swing low. Look at that. What's up? Feeling that? I'm gonna. Uh, I was gonna sing all the. I'm gonna get all the ranges in there. For oh, it, so you're gonna you show off. That's showing off a little bit. Oh, uh, you're exactly. gonna use your voice a little bit. You're gonna show what a what a normal voice sounds like. That's right. I can go high and I can go Ooh. low. And oh, I can, you look at can. That. I'm feeling it. You can. Oh, um, Grandana. Scale one to ten. How fucked up do I sound right now? You sound. I I made the joke the other day when I first heard it, and sure. I hadn't heard it in a while. You sounded like you're doing like a bad Catherine Hepburn impersonation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did say that. You did say that. <laughs> well, no, good. it sounds. You sound. You for the audience that's that's just listening and not not getting to see old beautiful Brandana's face. You look fine. You look. I, I, I feel. I feel good. I feel fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You sound like you got. Left out in the rain, like you just like someone just Matt, forgot someone about you left all me. night. <laughs> someone left old Brandana out in the rain. They forgot about him. They drug him back in. Well, guys, we're not gonna let that stop this dynamite episode. It's chock full episode ninety eight. We're doing rip for the headlines. We're gonna be talking college football championship. We're gonna jump in the inbox. We got two or three. Wink, wink. We might surprise Ooh. most awesome a little bit. We're going to do a Neapolitan showdown. We're going to be talking the top urgent lev- legends. Urban legends. What do you grow up with? What are we talking about? Let's see what it looks. Then we're going to do a little Brandana Gambling Corner. Talking this thing. I don't know if you guys heard about it. We're going to dip into a little bit of this fan duel. Uh, yeah. DraftKings. DraftKings, Draft right? Dra- yeah. yeah, the DraftKings. Uh, million Dollar Winner. We're talking about it. Then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our, you know what, most awesome you say it. Just say it. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandana is going to save his voice. Your hour of power starts now. Oh! Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Oh, man. Why are we talking about that today? Uh, oh, let me just say it. Am I taking both the parts right now? Here we go. This is going to be most awesome doing the entire podcast to see if he can get through it without me involved at all. Which is, right. I think, I think what we all thought was normally the podcast, which was going on. But uh, all right, um, college football championship. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Great question, Brandana. Thank you. Uh, Monday night, 8 p.m., Clemson 
versus LSU in the college football championship game. LSU looking like the presumptive favorite. I think as we talk about it, they are a six-point favorite heading into this game. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've got the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Joe Burrow. Yeah. And potential number one overall pick in this coming draft, Joe Burrow, as well, too. So we wanted to dive into it as it'll be our last-ditch effort to talk about college football until probably fall. I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 right, week three. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about a lot. It's definitely um, – it's probably rank number two. So we got Joe Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? That's our Clemson guy. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback for Clemson who – by all, you know, he's a true sophomore. By all accounts, could be, should be the number one overall pick in the 2021 draft. So we have kind of two potential number one draft choice quarterbacks going against each other in this game. Clemson last year won the national title. Trevor Lawrence won it. They're on a 29-game win streak. And they've been in the college football playoffs and the championship game, I think, four out of the last five years. So Clemson has a lot of guys that have been there before, so it makes for an interesting matchup, uh, especially as they weren't uh, they weren't tested all ACC until that uh, Ohio game where they actually looked pretty good. In uh, your thought with the college football thing is is kind of being there before as important as it is like in the NFL or like are we going to be like LSU? Are they going to step up to the this kind of level? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's definitely impactful, especially when you're talking about like 18, 19 year old kids. Yeah, just being in that experience in that environment, having the reps, and just having what that game energy feels like. I think it's hugely important. Not only that, it's also big on the coaches as well too. Clemson has kept their staff uh, pretty well tied up. Um, Dabo Sweeney, the head coach, has been there. They've been there a lot. Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator, who we might talk about a little bit more. They've been there. They've called these big games. They've seen a lot of. They've been in the pressure situation. Uh, Ed Orgeron, uh, Joe Brady, uh, the offensive coordinator. These guys are just kind of their first run at it. I mean, they, no one was really thinking about LSU as a front runner heading into the season. They definitely thought about them in the top ten. They were in the top ten. Um, they've just kind of been just rolling downhill, just running over people. That Alabama game was pretty impressive back there uh, a couple months ago. All right, so we got LSU favored by five and a half. Where's your money at on this game if you had to put something down? Oh, so it's moved down, yeah. Um, I, w- I would five and a half. I mean, it's really – it's one of those things that's really hard to tell. The, the over-under is 69 and a half or 69 points. I, I, I kind of expect it to be a high-scoring game into the 60s, but I don't think – I don't see Clemson just getting rolled over. I, I think they have too many uh, interesting um, – you know, defensive players that they can run out there. Brett Venables has called lights out games and has really done a great job of tricking offenses. And everyone's talking about Joe Burrow for LSU and a great season. He has 55 touchdowns a season, broken a ton of records. He had like eight TDs against that Oklahoma team, which was not a great Oklahoma team. But Brent Venables is a, like an assassin, just a, a great football mind who probably should have been a, a college football head coach the last couple seasons and stuck around here. I think he's like the second highest paid uh, assistant coach in the country at like $1.7 million per year. Um, he is, he is, he's going to confuse Joe Burrow. 
and that's what they did with the offense for Ohio. You fill out the rest. Um, the the secondary, it's it'll be interesting because Clemson's secondary is their strength. Whereas before last year, if you remember last year, Clemson had those those big four, you know, defensive linemen. You know, three of them went in the first round, I believe. They don't have that. They've got a solid front seven. They were really strong secondary, and that's where LSU has really just kind of killed everybody by spreading it out, opening it up, and basically let you know Joe Burrow find their electric athletes that are out there in space. Uh, I read a quote that like uh, one of the they kind of have like a third and long mentality every time that they step out. Like they're always looking for big plays, that's good. and they let and they let Joe Burrow just kind of decipher that. And they've got. You know, huge playmakers, Thaddeus Moss, the tight end, Terrence Marshall, Justin Jefferson, and then Jamar Chase. You know, probably all of those guys will be NFL guys. Uh, Jamar Chase being the probably the, the premier one out of it. So it's like, it's really, it'll be, that'll be the most interesting side of it um, to me to see how they can handle that offense. If they can slow that offense down, I see Clemson staying close. I, stay, I see them staying within. Do you, do you like Clemson? I like. I was. You know what? I hadn't seen them really much since uh, you know last year's championship game. I didn't really watch too much of the ACC stuff, um, but watching that Ohio game, I, it was impressive. They gave up some big plays against Ohio early on, but they hung around. They battled, and uh, they athletically yeah. they have. A I, I guess. Good I mean, they lost that game on paper to me. They lost like that. That callback. That since I remember going, I know we're talking about. I mean, we were talking about them like yeah. uh, two pods ago, but I remember going to the bathroom being like, "Oh, like that's definitely a catch, that definitely a catch strip touchdown," and they overturned it. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was definitely crazy, and they they definitely hung around, but they definitely made some plays. I mean, they had some explosive yeah, plays, sure, Trevor sure. Lawrence, you know, and they, they you know Ohio had uh, plenty of opportunities to beat them. The one thing that'll be interesting to monitor on that on that five and a half or six point swing is the wide receiver for Clemson T Higgins. Cause he got dinged up in, in the first half of that Ohio game. Uh, they're not sure he's kind of questionable for tomorrow night's game. If he doesn't go, I don't think that Clemson offensively has the horses to do it. Now they kind of, they become a little bit one dimensional. They only have yeah. Justin Ross on the outside. They, they have Travis Etienne, who's probably the most explosive player on the field, and Trevor Lawrence, but they need another guy, T. Higgins, to go out there and exploit um, an LSU defense and defensive secondary who has some holes. And, and, and everyone's going to go, what do you mean have some holes? You know, they have uh, Grant Delpit, who's going to be like a top 10 pick. Well, he didn't quite play as well as he was presumptively coming into the, the season. Um they can be exposed. They're, they're a little over-aggressive. Christian Fulton, who's going to be lining up against probably T. Higgins or Justin Ross, as a smaller guy, he's, he's been in some uh, you know SEC battles, but he's overly aggressive. If they can expose him, same with, um, oh, shoot, I jotted down his name, the safety, Jacoby Phillips. No, that's their linebacker. Anyways, mm. if, they can, if, they can, uh, if they can expose um, Fulton, I think they have some games, but they need a couple of wide receivers to step up in it. Justin Ross last year and against Ohio or against Alabama had a huge game when they blew the doors off of Alabama. I, I need to see those guys come alive and, and do it again. Um, so T Higgins is something to monitor right before the kickoff. If for, if you're, if you're making some wagers out there. Well, we both know I'll be doing that. Um, what's, <laughs> what, what's kind of your, um, 
What's your early watch, your kind of early barometer? When you're watching the game, you're just like, oh, shit, this is LSU or this is Clemson. Yeah, I, I really want to keep an eye on LSU's running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, he is a smallish guy. He got banged up in the, that Oklahoma guy. That was the shot where the linebacker just took a total cheap shot on, on the running back there. I want to watch him. If they can get him involved, uh, he just he just makes LSU's offense unanswerable. You can't really stop him. Uh, the other side of it is I want to see for Clemson on the defensive side, uh, Isaiah Simmons, who this linebacker, 6'4", 230, crazy wild arms. He is kind of this modern era of linebackers. Like he's almost positionless. Like he can run like a defensive back, long arms. You can drop him back in a pass coverage and he can tackle. He can make plays. So if he eliminates uh, Edwards, then I think it bodes well for Clemson. But I want to watch and see how they get him involved there um, and how they, how they keep, uh, how they keep plugging away with him. If they can just kind of just always be in that third and short or never getting, never letting Clemson get stops, uh, it's going to be a long day for Clemson. All right, well, uh, real fast, let's put your just back to the wall. What's the final score? I'm going to say, I'm going to say LSU 34 and Clemson 31. I think it's going to be a close game. Oh, no shit. You like the yeah. points. You like the points on that. I like points on Clemson. Mm, we'll see that. Um, all right. Well, good breakdown, brother. Let's hop into the in- – you know, before you hop into the inbox, can we, talk, can we just talk a little NFL playoff football? Of course we can. For a second. B. Is that okay? Let's, let's, Is that let's all right? pour a little out for your Vikes. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was, I was waiting for it. Well, how, how many times have the Lions been in the postseason in the last 10 years? Twice. This feels that that feels hurtful. In, in I know, and I don't. I don't it mean it like, like that. I, I don't. Right. It's, it's easy. For Why don't you gargle more glass? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like this is. Uh, I, we got the Saints win. The Vikings got the Saints wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which, I, which I was not, not expecting. The number of times the Vikings have been underdogs in one playoff games has to be has to be fucking. Zero. All right, right so I'm going to Anyway, San Francisco game. I want to know your thoughts. I watched it. I tried to trunk call, uh, last call, sports call you. Um, looking at it, it was <laughs> it was pretty much worst case scenario. Like, yeah, I know. I was gonna say, what was the summation of that of those thoughts, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The, like Del- was drunk, Del- Del- dial back to halftime, Brandana. Yeah, Del- Delvin Cook didn't get going. Um, Kirk no. Cousins. Throws an interception on his side of the field, and then we fumble a punt. I mean, that's three, like, he ain't going to win that football game. Well, and that's the thing is, is Cheryl's muffed it in the first half, right? Like, yeah, he, he did. He's not he did. comfortable back yeah. there, too. And then, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, that that INT to Sherman was just bad. I, or it's one of those things, it's like, that's a chicken or egg thing. It's like, did Thielen stop on the route? Or did he just totally just miss on that INT to, to Sherman? I, yeah. I, I won't know. I can't really tell on that. He threw but, that ball so hard directly to Richard Sherman. Like, oh, it no, was it like, like, it's so weird to look at. <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 and I applaud Richard <coughs> Sherman. I love his gift of gab. And I saw him after the press conference. He was like, 38, because that's his 38th career INT. 
And he's like, that's what I do. I play man coverage. You know, everyone says I'm a zone coverage corner. I play man, and I made the interception. I made big plays. And it's like, or you were standing there, and he threw the ball yeah. right at you. Like, I, I, so exhausted. I don't want to take sure. anything yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to take anything away, but it's like, I can't. It was. It seemed like more of an offensive mistake than you just making. A play yeah, you didn't make a play. You're right. You didn't jump the route. You didn't read anything. You're fucking saying there. Kirk Cousins threw you a fucking like, just a, a hook pattern directly into yeah, your yeah. chest. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, once that the once they couldn't control the Vikes couldn't control the Niners' defensive line, and they couldn't get Cal Dalvin Cook going running. It was like, oh, what are we gonna do here? You know, yeah. and I thought they battled back on that on that second drive. I think I texted. I was like, "Can the second drive of the game be the most critical drive of your entire game?" You know what I mean? Can it be that important? And I thought it was, and I thought it was a good answer with that Stefan Diggs TD. I, I don't know why they didn't try and I don't know, just creatively find different ways to just. Get yeah, them yeah, or, exactly. Or get, make yeah. them guess. Yeah, you know you're, what I mean? yeah, you're right, and it should read them more like. Was I excited about the seven points after the Stefan Diggs touchdown? I was, but that touchdown still seemed fluky to me, and I wasn't. I wasn't like, "Oh, our offense is humming now." I was just like, "It's is a little. It's not quite the Minneapolis miracle." But there was like a little like slip on the coverage. Stefan Diggs runs in right. backwards. It's just like, like like we still, our game plan was to establish the run. Delvin Cook, and we couldn't get that done because it's like 49ers did whatever they wanted to do. I thought Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo was going to fuck up and have two INTs. He fucked up and went, had one INT, but he looked great that first fucking drive. Like, it was right. Chris. Like, there's times he was dropping the ball in the zone coverage, like where, where it needed to be. There's that fucking, like, third and 15 or 16 or something, and, like, he gets it to, like, Debo Smith or whatever. Like, he just... Same he throws exactly where it was really good. Yeah, I mean, you had you had the opportunity the Vikes did to exploit him. He had that duck where he got smacked, and it was just floating out there. And it was lucky that yeah. basically only uh, I forget which niner it was. Kendrick Bourne maybe was the only niner that there and tried to make a diving catch and didn't have it. Then you had the the Kendrick's almost int over the middle. That he dropped, he got knocked loose. Yeah. That should have been a pick. And it was one of those things that's like he needed to really snuff the life out of him. But Garoppolo didn't do much in that game. He had one INT, 19 attempted passes, 11 completions. They just ran the ball on you. Yeah. And and, and it's gave enough momentum. And then, like you said, the the muff punt and on their side of the field, the t- INT on their side of the field, they gave them short fields to pl- to play. They didn't make them go for long drives, or it's like. They weren't ever really in a third and long situation. Yeah. From what I can remember. You know what I mean? Yeah, first half, second half, no. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where, you know, I mean, so, and then today, Kevin Stefanski, the Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator, gets the Browns job, is going to accept the head coaching of the Browns position, and it's like, okay, fine, go. I mean, I mean, after after you watch that, if you're a Browns fan, or, I mean, obviously if you're a Browns fan, you have many other things to drown your sorrows in, but are you feeling super stoked that Kevin Stefanski is going to be your next head coach? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I don't know if, like, the thing is, and also, like, a, a new change in the guard is, like, I don't know if, like, Zimmer is just, like, 
if he's stifling our offense? Because it's just like, do you remember the Vikings? If you're not a Vikings fan, the first like four to six Vikings games were just like, it looked like fucking 1930s football. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're just going to run the ball. And then with like, Dennis, I, I don't remember who brought up it wasn't me, and maybe it was like somebody was just like, well, then why are we paying Kirk Cousins all his fucking money if you're not going to fucking yes. like put anybody back there if you're just going to like ground? It's just, it's so, because Cousins does have an arm and he's a little shaky, but it's like, it'd be so much more fun and excited and competitive, especially with our wide receivers. We have like, yes. we have like the fourth, fifth best like wide receiver core county tight end in the league. And we don't take advantage of that until we're forced to. And it's like, why be forced to do that? Why not come out of the gate being like, let's fucking torch you? Right, right. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is Stefan Diggs is like an impressive guy, especially you can't tell me you can't find different ways to get him him yeah. the ball. And then Thielen is like, I mean, he hasn't, you know, he's been dinged by injury this year, but he was as good of a safety blanket for a shaky Kirk Cousins as anything. You've got Kyle Rudolph, you drafted Irv Smith. You have, um, you know, you made some uh, adjustments to the line and tried to bolster the interior of the line. And then you have Dalvin Cook, and it's like, you can't throw Dalvin Cook a screen pass when he's already seven yards behind the line of scrimmage and then try and make him against a fast 49ers defense and be like, well, you just be fast and just go do stuff. It's like, well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. But uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it was a good, it was a good season, and I think that's a that's an interesting question, something to monitor. It's like, is Zimmer going to just be like a, and I, I'm just not. This is gonna sound insulting. I don't mean it, but is he gonna be like a Jeff Fisher esque? For sure, coach, yeah. Where he's just like, we're gonna be nine and seven, ten and six, somewhere in there. We're gonna get the playoffs. We might get a win. We might just get a first round exit. But that'll be our our kind of, you know, I won't be a bad coach. But I'll just be eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six, somewhere in there, and I'll have a secure job for the rest of my career, or until somebody goes, you know what, fuck this, let's open it up and you know get rid of somebody and you know hire the next McVay du jour. I don't know. Yeah, and we'll move on to the inbox. My apartment's just like it's it's got to be consistent. Like what your team, like your team is built for speed, score points, and your coaching style is you want to run the fuck all day long which I like running the ball I like right. but it's like why are you paying stuff on dicks like why are you paying Kyle Rudolph like why are you paying Kirk Cousins it's right, like right, that's right. not your fucking style right look at uh, look at the 49ers you want to be like that offense you want it to be a track meet you've got all these speedy guys but you also have to be a little bit creative in how you engineer those runs yeah you know what I mean like we're not creative and then you have assets I mean I will I will take you know, the, the one thing that I found was most impressive about that Joe Judge guy, the new hire for the Giants, not to totally segue off of this. Sure. But he but he did make such like an interesting point that I think it's like where you where I think coaches get like so stuck in like, well, this is what I want to do. And Joe Judge's thing in the conference was like and the con- press conference that he had was like, don't just be like singularly focused on what I can do and what my scheme is like. Look and watch the guys and see what they can do. And then, you know, he's like, don't tell me what a guy can't do. Tell me what he can do. And then it's our job to figure out the best way to put those can-do things together to be successful and win. And I kind of felt like, yeah, that, you know, talking about like Zimmer, it's like, well, this is my, this is what I feel comfortable in doing. 
So that, let me not, let's not look at the guys that I have around me and try and maximize their strengths. Let me just, you know, try and figure out what I've got here and then just, you know, play what I, you know, call what I feel comfortable with. And that's what I think you see with uh, defensively. You, that's their style, but offensively, there's no, there's just no ingenuity there. And I didn't, I didn't see it. And then going and hiring Stefanski, who's only been with the Vikings organization. He's been with Brad Childress, Leslie Fisher, and now Mike Zimmer. He's never gone anywhere else outside of outside of that. So that's an interesting little question mark. I would like I would like my offensive coordinators or guys to have a little bit of seasoning and sample a whole bunch of other stuff before you just come back to, you know, wherever you're gonna be the head coach at. Like don't 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 give me a retread of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be like a fucking dust swing and Thanks for diving in on that. Um, <coughs> oh, sound like hell. Brandon uh, just choking on playoff losses. Oh man, it's like I don't, I, I don't have any playoff losses to choke on. So, who's who feels worse? It's just like I don't think I had been. I here's the thing, and then we'll get to the emails. Just everyone relax. Here's the thing: like I really thought the Vikings underperformed in the regular season. So it was right. a perfect setup for them to be kind of like a sneaky tough out. But also like one out of every three games, they're going to score 10 fucking points, which is what we saw happen. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not a good deal, man. All right, jump into the inbox. Um, but emailer Bing, MVP of 2019 on the emails. Um, all right, which QB would you want over the next five years? Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brady, Tom Bra- Brees, and fucking Tom Brady, fucking Tom Brady Tom. playing here. <laughs> um, all right, so real fast out of the gate, we have Tom Brady, forty-two. Um, I'm gonna give you when these guys' birthdays are and how old they're actually gonna be when we start. Because if we're saying the next five years, it means we're gonna start right now. We're starting. In the 2020 season, Tom Brady is going to be 43 years old. His birthday is in August. We got Drew Brees, who's going to be 42 years old. His birthday is uh, January 15th in three days. And then we got Tannehill's Hills, 31. He'll probably be 32. Who gives a fuck? Um, yeah. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, five years. Oh, yeah, so this is a weirdly shaped email. I I think Ryan Tannehill playing a bar time. I think this Tennessee Titans team is fine. I think they're you're gonna give them a year of tape, and people are gonna figure out. I don't, you know, it's quarterback league. The quarterback's gotta beat you. I don't think if you look at Ryan Tannehill's last two playoff wins, uh, he threw for less than hundred yards. That's not the kind of quarterback that you want to take. Or entire season, so I'm gonna take Drew Brees because I like I like the weapons around. Yeah, it's it's good, and that's the thing is is like Tannehill, you know. Let's not forget he was basically you know like shipped out of Miami because they were in rebuild mode. Took a discount to go and be a backup at Tennessee behind Mariota because he thought probably as we saw it's my best shot to make the field if Mariota doesn't yeah. play. Uh, you know, play well, which he didn't. And then uh, he he's really just kind of played lights out, lights out. Foles-esque, if you want to almost compare him. I yeah. don't want to say he's making big, huge plays. But he's just playing really well. 
Um, but for the next five years, do you want to... We've already kind of seen it. We've seen the top end of Tannehill. Tannehill! And... Uh, oh, I like that. You like that? I like that. And then uh, I, can't, I can't take that. I heard someone call him on that. But anyways... Uh, Breeze, I think Breeze is, is cooked quite honestly. Mm. Um, I think, I think he's, he's just got, I mean, he's got Sean Payton, which is a great offense mind. And he has Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and, uh, Jared Cook and a bevy of other weapons. So I don't see why my boy TB12, I'm not going to let it go. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. I'll let you, I'll take a 48 year old Tom Brady in anything. Give it to me. That's. An insane take. That's an insane. You put, you put, you pick fucking Drew Brees. Who are you kidding? I did, but I just like okay. Let's be honest. Uh, so Tannehill has two playoff wins. Yes. He plays in the AFC South, which has. Am I taking their team or are I taking their like like where they're at or just who they are? I mean, I like who they are, but I, mean, I, mean, I, I would I definitely the AFC South is the most open. I, I you know, I, I like their chances to be consistent over the next. That's a good years. point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. But also, too, like Miami, really? They're not doing anything. I know. You know well, what I mean? Well, I must. Come on. Yeah. Adam Gase. I think we're gonna pairing because if basically what the schemeer is saying, if you take Breeze or Brady. You have to get that Super Bowl championship in the next two years. Tops. Right. Tannehill, you get the full five. Right. Yeah. But I, like, I mean, I just, want to be, I just want to be around Tom Brady. Fuck it. You're picking Purdue. I'm picking Michigan. I don't give a shit. I, Tom Brady. You know, TB12. No. Fucking Tom Brady. Years, fucking, Tom. No. fucking Tom Brady, Tom. You and me together riding uh-huh. off in the Massachusetts sunset, Tom. Uh, <laughs> so who do you like winning the AFC East next year? Ooh, ooh, well, we talked. I mean, I don't want to. We talked about it last week, and the the off season is going to be so so huge. Yeah. Looking at it, if you're going to bet on it, you probably go Buffalo right now, just because the defense. And oh. Even though they kind of they they shit the bed. Yeah. Uh, but I still don't think that they're going to count them out, the Patriots. So it'll be interesting. Like I said, they had like forty some odd million dollars. If they they got to get creative to find a playmaker, and they got to find somebody to take a discount, and they got to find Tom Brady. If Tom Brady doesn't come back, then it's for sure Buffalo will be the the early pre preseason favorite for the AFC East. All right, uh, next inbox. All right, um, Which sounds insane to say, by the way. I, sounds it, fucking lunatic. I know, it sounds crazy. Uh, all right, next email. As most awesome was able to witness, there's no greater joy in the world than seeing your little girl meet. With a Disney princess. But I ask you, which princess would you marry, kill, or live happily ever after with? P.S. Happily Ever After is a G-rated version of getting skanky. Oh, man. All right. That's so weird. They're asking us to murder, fuck, kill Disney princesses. Disney princess? Yes, I know. That's, feels uh, perverted. That's it cold feels, blood. It feels, 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 it feels fucked weird. Up. Especially when I saw the princess dinner, the princess lunch that we had, yeah. which is which is wild. So you know, what is that? So, I don't, so there's there's a bunch of young ladies that are dressed up as Disney princesses that go that are all over, and then you can have like a princess lunch where all of these young ladies dressed up as Cinderella, Snow White, whomever, come through the table. It's very awkward too because you're eating lunch. 
and yeah. they're coming by and you know Kamishat 2.0 we're both in their Disney princess costumes Kamishat she's an aerial girl she digs aerial 2.0 loves sleeping beauty aurora so automatically i'm going to have to eliminate those two from any of this category that's coming sure. up right now yeah. right it's hard it's, it's hard yeah it's but, but so these these like women like we were reading on it too because there's uh, these women who either are, I'm assuming there's some of them are actresses, uh, but other of them just love Disney, just want to be part of the whole Disney experience. They dress up, they can audition, and every, there's also like um, a bunch of like, you know, characters like uh, like mascots that run around too. So like Mickey and Minnie with the mini Mickey head on, and some of the other ones that are not like the cartoons. They, uh, Dora the, not Dora the Explorer, um, <laughs> oh shit, Fancy Nancy and all these other ones, like, they all run around and they've got these, like, huge, like, heads on, sweating their ass off. Those same Disney princesses, like the Sleeping Beauties and all those, they go and do that as well. But you know what's the craziest thing is, is they all are trained up, they know all the things to say, like, all the little, like, uh, Merida, who is tangled, um, or brave, not, not tangled, brave. She has like a Scottish accent. This girl's nailing the Scottish a- accent and had all these things to like incorporate, like Commish uh, Jr. into it as well, too, and all these little things. But then they all, you can get these autograph books and they all sign the signatures and they are all basically, they look like the same. Like these, they make these girls practice these signatures and they look basically the same. It's pretty impressive because we had a couple, uh, you know, different Snow Whites sign the book and things like that. Oh. And, and friend of the pod, Super Dave Solinger, was telling me that he was listening to there's some other Disney podcast where she where where the one of the Disney princess girls was talking about how like at the princess lunches or like walking around the thing like some dads can get a little like handsy or get a little weird at the like, oh princess god lunches. like of course they do of course guys for two seconds can we turn our dicks off god. while our fucking kids are at Disney or whatever yeah but. Uh, but yeah, so they come around and it's great. They they're super sweet. They take a ton of time, and the girls just love it. So Mary fuck kill. Who are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I like how literally two seconds ago you're just like, yes, can we shut it down? Like, all right, murder fuck kill. Who we got? Um, <laughs> I'd like to get to um, the most awkward of this, which would be the um, the. I like uh, the one night heaven. I let's let's call something besides the the fuck if we can. Yes. Um, I will go. Um, ever after is I think our emailer set it up as. Um, I'll do Rapunzel. I hey, Rapunzel for the ever after. Oh, see, I would marry Rapunzel. That's why it is my Mary, because Rapunzel gets stuff done. Man, have you ever watched Tangled? She's yeah. cooking, cleaning, painting. Yeah. She does everything. Yeah. So, like, I'm hitching my wagon to the lifelong of that because that's what she just does. Oh, uh, right. I think, and I think she is the, I, I, she's probably the prettiest of all of them. I, I would say, I like her style. Yeah, we are talking cartoons, but yeah. Uh, so you're you do have Rapunzel on your list, <laughs> but you have her. You have her as Mary. I have her Mary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll go to my Mary. Uh, my Mary is uh, Frozen, Elsa. Also, ooh, the ice princess. Yeah, I just like she seems complicated. She could keep me interested. She seems right. she, she actually seems like what a marriage would be. Like she's it's hard to lock her down. 
She's got fucking issues she's going through. It's going to be right. difficult. She can make it snow whenever. Yeah. Typical yeah. marriage. Uh, are you... I like that you like that it's complicated. I like that. I do, yeah, yeah, exactly. Could you handle all that cold? Yeah, I, I, I like to go. I just, I, I really like the idea. Like, it's not um, a push. Like, not to. I don't want to like give my other list, but some dizzy princesses in my book are a little bit dizzy bitches. They're like a little yeah. like what the fuck's going on? It's just like. I want my marriage needs to be like someone that's just like kind of gets the complications of being alive. And it's like, yeah. I got that vibe from Elsa. I like it. I like it too. Cause you're also like, you, you would be a little fearful that she would put you, you guys get in a fight. Yeah. She puts you like a, exactly. in an ice cage. Yeah. Like that's what I'll talk about. Spicy. <laughs> and, keep a marriage going. And she's easy on the eyes. Let's call, let's call Spade a Spade. Like yeah, she, okay. all right. she's good looking. Like I, all these princes are good looking, but they subject Exactly. Hopefully she doesn't shoot a nice dagger into your heart, Brandana. Yeah, maybe, though. When it's like, if that's how I go, that's how I go. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, speaking of uh, ditzy bees, for my kill, Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Belle. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't dig her vibe. Sure. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. She's got a weird kink. I'm not into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? A like, weird But she is also like, she's also like, you know, she's not down with the townspeople. <laughs> shitting on like you know living in this provincial life like i get it you're above it you know you think you should be more than what you are get him out of here i don't yeah. find a lot of redeemable things in you now uh, my kill was um going back to the the dizzy b ariel uh it's just oh, yeah it relax i get it you got legs now you didn't have legs and i have legs like just yeah, yeah. chill out uh you you're fascinated by forks you're like what do we call these things before they just like I don't. I got a headache. I got a headache. Right? Yeah. It's a quick yeah. quit. Quick. Funny. Quick quit. Funny story. Right. Funny story that uh, Ariel was singing that song and she's like, "I've got twenty of these. Like, I don't care." And Kamishat was like, "Hey, Ariel, what we were listening to? Just decided to announce it." She goes, "Hey, Ariel, how about you? How, how about you be thankful for what you do have?" <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Set her straight. <coughs> exactly. So. Oh, and good. then, uh, then my happy, happily ever after. Uh, I'll go with Cinderella. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, she seems fun. She's, you know, she's she's got. Uh, yeah, she'd be down for for one night. She was almost she was about it in the original. So you know, <laughs> almost, yeah. She seemed a little. Um, that's the one with the, yeah, glass slipper, right? She had the stepmom yeah. and the yeah, yeah. Uh, stepsisters. Yeah, a little so, baggage. So her, yeah, Probably a little baggage yeah. there. A little baggage. Sure, but just for yeah. one night, exactly. Yeah, but, but you the one night. Yeah. Now we're now we're getting weird. Now we're getting weird. This is uh, not where you wanted to go. Exactly. This whole fucking topic was weird. <laughs> um. All right, let's see if this keeps up. Uh, we do have one surprise email. I need to make sure this yeah, is still recording, recording, recording. All right, it looks like it's recording. All right, surprise email right now. Um, all right, most awesome. Can you name four MVPs in the last decade of MLB 2010 to 2020? Brandana, what are the odds he can name them? I bet you $10 he can't. Um, all right. Ooh. Um, so I I broke this down. I, four Wait, ten- aren't there aren't there 
AL and NL there MVPs? No, yeah. That began the problem. Okay. So, so I doubled up. So I had to move my over under number for you down to three and a half. Because okay. you you basically get it doubled because there's AL and NL. Right, 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 right. And I will I will bet um our emailer ten dollars that uh I think you can do it. I think you Ooh. will get the over on three oh, and a half. So this is so much pressure because I don't know major league baseball. Yes. Let me, let. Uh, I will not look up anything. I will not look at it. And this is like, this reminds me of the time when my buddy and I we were playing two man quarters and there was a pitcher full of three beers in it. And uh, the other team bet me that I couldn't drink the whole thing without taking my lips off of it. Uh, and I failed them. But then I ended up drinking the whole thing anyways because I took a breath off. But So I'm not going to fail you now, Brandana. I'm oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, two man quarters. Two man quarters, man, going hardcore, drinking hardcore. Oh, yeah. uh, so I for sure know Mike Trout is one of them because I know we've talked about Mike Trout. You got the list up in front of you, B? I do, buddy. I do. Yeah, I think he's back to back AL MVPs, and everyone's talked about like how he hasn't, like the the Angels have not won, um, but yet he's still the AL MVP. Um, so he, so he's he's won it three times three for times. AL MVP in the decade. I'm giving you one right. point for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. no, 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 yeah, exactly, right, right, um, oof, and that's the thing, because I don't know NL, NL guys, so 2010, so I'm going to go with the, the with the Tigers, because I know, I'm pretty sure Miguel Cabrera has won an MVP, but I don't know if that was with the Marlins or not, but that was, that was the Lions in, in the early, in the early decade period? 2012 for the Tigers, yes. you're correct, oh, and he also won it. Uh, back to back, he got in 2013 as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because I know he was pretty lethal, but I couldn't remember when it was with if it was for the Marlins or not. I think he won the Triple Crown one year as well too for yeah a batting average, home runs. Fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. New names. <laughs> now I'm just showing up trying to buy, buy time. I don't know if Bryce Harper was for the Nationals. I don't think he was. Was Bryce Harper for the Nationals? 2015, 2015 Nationals. That's three. That's three? Oh, look at that. Um, and I know because he was a PED guy for the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun, 2011. Yep. You're correct. That's four. Uh, uh, yeah, so you hit it. Uh, uh Albert Pujols, was he on there for the Cardinals back then, or is that before the 2010s? Uh, Albert Pujols was 2008, so that was before. And then, he went, yeah. and then he went there and signed a huge, huge contract. Was Buster Posey the catcher for the San yeah. Francisco Giants? 2012. Look at that. You're Look cooking. at that. All right. Uh, well, uh, listener, bang, you owe me $10. Real fast, I want to run these down real Ooh. quick. We're doing 2019. Uh, I'm going to go NLAL in that order. Cody Bellinger and Mike Trout, 2018. Christian Yellick, Mookie Betts, 2017. Oh, I would have said Mookie Betts if I had not gotten there for the Red Sox. Uh, yeah, we got Stanton and Altuve, 2016. Chris Bryant, I don't know who that is. Mike Chris Bryant Tr- plays for the Cubs. Yeah. He was their big first baseman. 2015. Jose, Al- Jose, Jose Altuve for the cheating Astros. 
And then what'd you say for the other one was uh, who? Uh, here? Oh, Giancarlo Stanton for the Marlins? Yes, sir. Man. Okay. Chris Bryant, Mike Trout, uh, 2015. Bryce Harper, Josh Donaldson, 2014. Clayton Kershaw, Mike Trout, 2013. Andrew McCutton, uh, Miguel Cabrera, 2012. Buster Posey, Miguel Cabrera, 2011. Ryan Braun, Justin Verlander, 2010. Joey Votto, Josh Hamilton. Uh, good Josh e- Hamilton. Oh, my God. Joey Vato for the Reds. Good yeah, evening. I, I, I got it, baby. I don't you know anything about baseball. I feel vindicated. You still got vindicated. it, brother. You still got it. That's what makes you the best. All right. Neapolitan Showdown. <laughs> it's high noon. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye All right, Neapolitan Showdown. We are talking top urban legends. What you got, buddy? Ooh, I like this. I think it's fun. It's fun. It's fun, uh, yeah. And, and you said ones that are still believable or just ones that are just our, our favorites? Well, I think we do different angles. Like, I like the ones that kind of spooked you. If there's one kind of growing up here, just like, is this true? Is this not true? Like, kind of like clinging around. Yes. <laughs> um, also, are your so, are your kids getting to the age where they're just like, oh, is like Slender Man thing? Like, I, how does that work with kids? Oh yeah, there's yeah, there's one that's um, no Slender Man, and I've and I heard about that because there's like these kids that you know obviously just got way too caught up in the internet. Sure. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff like my niece. Oh, I forget that there was like some weird like Japanese like picture. Yeah, like, yeah. Thing that, you know what I mean? Yeah, the and video game thing it. that like she shows up or whatever. Like, Yeah, and she, and it like spooked the shit out of my nieces. My girls are not at that age just yet. Yeah. Um, but I think like, it's so weird to me because I, I always enjoy these stories. It's It'll be fun for us to like Remember the ones, and you know, you grew up in Alma, Kansas. I grew up just outside of Detroit, but we all kind of knew these apocryphal, you know, things that happened, and we didn't have the internet. So now I can only imagine that my daughters are just going to be like inundated yeah. with all this crazy shit. Um, but no, slender. Uh, the the scary ones, maybe not so much for me. I, I still love the ones like, uh, uh, you know, the could they be true? Couldn't they be true? Like. Um, you know, like from my number three, I'm going to go with a fun one. Mikey, the life cereal. Mikey likes a guy. Yeah. That he died from Pop Rocks and Coca-Cola. Oh, shit. Did you hear this? That's my, my fucking number three is Pop Rocks and Soda. Yes. Like, do those is, mix. How, how did we all hear about this? And Mikey was the guy that became the one, you know, to test it out. And, and basically, uh, you know, like Mentos and uh, Diet Coke just blow himself up. Yeah, so so I I think the the story was if you you could not consume both of those or it'd make your stomach blow up. Yeah, yeah, you, it would just it would just ignite in your tummy, and you would just spew out. I guess I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't really know. But how does this happen? And 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 were you were you ever brazen enough to try it, Brandiana? You know, I I never swung that. I was always a little weird, and we'll get into it when we get into my deeper numbers. But I was never, I never want to fuck with fate. 
like even if it sounded yeah, like yeah. made up, I was just like, uh, it's probably I'm I'm not gonna mess with it. Yeah, yeah. Why risk it? Yeah. You know, I'm nine year old Brantana. I got a I got a podcast in my horizon. Exactly. I'm not fuck this up. I'm crushing on a podcast. This. Like I'm not gonna were get. You, it. Were you Were you a pop rocks guy though? Uh, I yeah, because like. I think it kind of leads into the fact that I like spicy shit also. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. anything that kind of like is thrown down, anything that's kind of like a little bit of a mix, like I like to get into it. So I, I did like Pop Rocks. I, I was a big Pop Rocks kid as well, too. Oh, right, yeah. It. Yeah, I loved it, man. It was it was fantastic. It was like it's it's probably the most like like user experience candy that we have. Yeah. You know and it's still it's still insane on paper. You're just like, wait, my saliva gets on this and then explodes in my mouth. That's weird. <laughs> it's so right. weird. That's a weird. It's a weird hang. And I don't think that they ever like the, they had flavors and different things like that. It, it never really tasted like fla- it just tasted like you know like mini explosions. Like I was like basically eating like Fourth of July candy. Yeah, that's uh, you put it in there. You're just like you're kind of waiting. You're just like holy shit, it's about to, and then you're like. That's, yeah. it was a, you know, I try to look up some old candies right now, and I know it sounds crazy. One thing I couldn't find that I knew existed, pepperoni, no, no, pizza flavored corn nuts. Do you remember pizza those? flavored corn nuts? Pizza, pizza flavored corn nuts. Do you remember those? First off, not a candy. Corn nuts, not a candy. But I hear a what treat. you're saying. You're talking- uh, it's, <laughs> right. a, it's a gas station treat. Uh, ooh, I did there. I did have a, a minute where I was really into corn nuts, but I remember the barbecue flavor. They had like the ranch flavor. Yeah, I don't remember pizza flavor. I remember the pizza flavor flavored combos. Now that I that of I course, with. of course, of course, you fuck with that. Uh, <coughs> I hope the Dolph's yelling at his front because I know he he probably fucks with the corn nuts. So um, I can name all corn nuts flavors. It was a barbecue. Yeah. Original. Yeah. Ranch. Which is just salt. Yeah. Ranch. ranch. Nacho cheese. Ooh. Chili picante. Now that's your that's right up your alley. Chili picante, bro. And then there was it wasn't I, I Googled this, I cannot find it. There was a pizza flavor corn nut. Really? Absolutely. Uh, I I, yeah, it was just like kind of like tomato saucy pepperoni. We don't downplay it. It was tasty AF. But yes, it's pepperoni. <laughs> pepperoni. Pe- pepperoni was the best. Uh, save it for another like Neapolitan showdown. Pepperoni was the best flavor of the mid 90s. Pepperoni was cooking Pe- on all cylinders. Pepperoni was the Chipotle. Of the nineties, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Not the not the not the, not the burritos place, but like the everything's Chipotle. This, yeah, Chipotle. That, yeah, uh, yes. Pepperoni, pepperoni was the shit. It was exotic. It was pepperoni. All right. Um, all right, so we got Pyrex and soda. We're pretty close. You took it uh, deeper. I think you could stand Pop Rocks in your mouth, a bunch of them for twenty seconds. I can stand them for thirty seconds because I'm better about Ooh. spicy shit. And be able to handle it. <laughs> then the rules. What do you got as number two? You're tougher. Yeah. You sound like you're talking with a mouthful of pop rocks. All right. So, oh, there we go. Oh, number okay. two. Oh, okay. Bird. There it it's is. Bird. Bird. like that. Boom. 
A real piece uh, of work. My number two is that this I always found uh, a favorite favorite of mine. Kevin Arnold's best friend, Paul Pfeiffer, the actor that played him, grew up to become one Marilyn Manson. You remember this? You ever hear oh, this? wow. I did not hear this. You, you didn't hear this? Oh, my God. No. This is like such a fame thing. Like, you know, what? whatever Marilyn Manson uh, came out, 96, 7, 8, somewhere in there, at the height of it, there was a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Like, you know, Marilyn Manson also had, like, ribs removed. To, yeah, uh, you know, to you know, schmeckle, you know, suck on a schmeckle. Yeah, but, uh, but yes, the actor that played Paul Pfeiffer. It wasn't until like the internet really kind of came full force that I think the guy ended up going to law school. It was like some lawyer out there, but they kind of looked similar, and it was one of those tales that I was like, I could believe that. I could see that happening. This kid now turns into the dope show guy. I yeah, I get into it. I didn't I didn't hear it, but it kind of it does. Well, it kind of I. Also, it works for, like, the whole Marilyn Manson mystique, right? Because it was just, yeah. like, who is this guy? And it's just, like, it almost makes it better if he was, like, a fucking nerd. Like, yeah, yeah. a TV nerd. show. Yeah, and if you look at his face, like, that kid and, like, a Marilyn Manson, they both have, like, similar-shaped faces, you know, kind of long, you know, pointy no- noses a little bit. It makes sense. It it, it holds up. But, it, I mean, obviously, it's not true today. But What is Marilyn Manson doing right now? Being fat and dumb. I don't know. He's. I think he was on uh, Sons of Anarchy. He played like a neo-Nazi guy not too long ago. And then after that, I'm not really sure. Like, it's really weird to me that like some of these like kind of horrorcore like you know metal guys like you're not supposed to turn like 55 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. What are, like, what are you doing? Like, I, you don't retire and have a 401k corn. Like, what yeah. Are you guys yeah. Doing? Corn. God, that's great. Uh, I did. All right. So my number two slot, I did have Slender Man. There's a yeah. documentary. There's actual. I don't want to dig into it because it's not really our podcast vibe. vibe to get into like all this. But it's like, I don't. It's just it's really on a serious tip. It's really weird to see like these these little things. And also like I don't. And also I'm not trying to like fear you as a father, but like, don't you have to a little bit keep your finger on like kind of what these kids are believing in or like this little like shit that's kind of spread around? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the whole thing. I mean, you got to pay attention to what your kids are like ingesting and you know, who they're talking to online and just what they're, what they're buying into. And you know, you want to, you want to talking to talking to online is insane to me. Like it's scary. Yeah, it's real scary. I mean, it's just like and now it's like the access. It's like, yeah, you know, I mean, not to get into an impromptu parenting tip, but it's like no computers in your room, no yeah. smartphones in your room either. Like we're definitely going to be that household where it's like, here's the basket. We're going to all come home. We're going to put our phones in here and then that'll be that. You know what I mean? Or I'm sure it'll get advanced where it's like you could probably, you know, set your kids like data plans and like phone numbers to not call out, you know, between the hours of like you know, nine o'clock at night to like, you know, six in the morning or something like that. But it's all the other stuff, like, you know, the sexting and like the Snapchat nudes and all that other stuff. It's like, you'll have time for all of that. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's, that's more what I worry about is like lifelong embarrassment versus like, I get, you know, stuck into some like occultist, occultish thing. You know what I mean? We just, Dr. Mrs. The Commission, I just 
I don't know, it just watched the like, you know, don't fuck with cats documentary. And it made me think of it. I don't know if you saw that or not. And basically it's like this guy who became self-obsessed, who was like, you know, doing gnarly things and led to the ultimate, like kind of like the Slenderman girls. Like it's just bizarre. And it's like, that is, I'm not so fearful of that. I, I feel like we'll build enough confidence into our kids <coughs> to not fall prey to that. But I, I worry more so about the more common things like, so yeah, yeah. So so not to get into like um you know and and like you said in prop two parenting corner, but I do like that in our conversations, like because uh, you I don't think you can sit on your hands and knowing you also like it wouldn't be reactionary like if my kids do something fucked up online, but it's also like they're sweet kids, so you're also like you don't want to preemptively like scare them or make them right. feel like the world's like this terrible place so like what's what's your like your thought process on that yeah i mean yeah it, it just like anything it's like you know you're it, you know kids are very black and white and then slowly you start to like you know we just had a conversation this morning about like you know you know oh we're gonna kill the guy and it was like well how are you talking like how are you talking about killing a guy and it's like well they watch like kids play like a video game in like in their after school class and it's like oh i died and like oh that guy killed me or whatever and it's like they're just playing like like little dumb video games or whatever and it's like okay so there's a difference between killing and real life right or and killing in a video game where it's not so real and like you just try and kind of when you hear some stuff you're like oh what what are how do you think that this is because again our we 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 pile on our 40 year old brains all the time you know, about like, oh, well, this is what this means. And we get all the nuance of it. Sometimes they don't even really know what they're saying. They've just picked it up along the way because they're always listening to stuff. Yeah. So it's like, all right, let's take and, it. And it's, also, and it's also a huge priority of theirs to sound like an adult, right? Yeah. yeah like when they pick yeah, up shit, like the they want to sound like, yeah, I can, I can fucking, you know, I, I mix in this world. Right, exactly. And so then it's like, all right, well, what are you saying it as? What do you even know? And even like 2.0 was like, I don't know what that means. And it's like, all right, well, you know, when someone dies, we talked about heaven, but like when you're talking about a game, you know, she's like, well, you say it dies. I'm like, no, I don't say like they're, they play this little like ball game. I was like, basically that is just saying like your turn's over, like, you know, your, your opportunity is no longer there. So like, or it's over. So, but it's, but like, let's sure we make sure we understand the difference between killing or dying in this realm and versus that realm. You know what I mean? And not take it to like, oh my god, they're a little psychopath and they're gonna like murder bunnies or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's so it's just basically like a small <coughs> evolution, and you're trying to understand like, well, what do they think that that means? And maybe I can, you know, well, reject you, some off and or you know, my my my, you know, give a rudder to them a little bit. Do you put it on your radar, or do do you like do you dog ear and you're just like, hey, I want to make sure I return this conversation, like just two weeks from now or you just kind of put like a, a you know like a test balloon up and just make sure it's just yeah. like oh the next time we talk about this i'm gonna return to what we talked about this time yeah i i wish i was that thoughtful <laughs> no no yeah, like, yeah you know what i mean like i wish i could be that way sometimes you just find opportunities to talk about it sometimes you know if it's a more serious thing you don't want to have the emotions of the moment you want to come back to it so sometimes for that like something like this like we'll probably won't do it unless it becomes like a recurring thing like we hear them saying it all the yeah. time and it's like you know it's just then you're like all right well maybe we do have to have more of like a comfortable 
thing. And that's the other thing. It's like they're a lot of times they're just trying stuff out. So you don't want to totally shame them for trying stuff exactly, out. Exactly. Yeah. They'll be fearful to do stuff in front of you anymore. And uh, thankfully, we're not at that point. So what's your number two? <laughs> all right. Uh, Paul Dawson, uh, father of three psychopaths. Um, all right. Uh, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was my number two. Uh, my number two was Slender Man. My number. Oh, that's right. My number one. Um, I wonder if you did this and it might show just how much like uh, I was a little bit scaredy cat. Like, if you don't need to test fate, don't test fate. Uh, Bloody Mary is my number one, like kind of urban legend. I never did. It was the rules like you had to say it like three times before the mirror with like the lights off or something. Yeah, and then you turn the lights off. It's also the same thing. It's what the whole movie Candyman was based on. Right? Yeah, I saw it. And also, like, a mirror in the dark still freaks me out, which I still get, like, a mirror is a mirror, but it's still, like, I don't like looking at mirrors in nighttime. I don't know. It's weird. Right, right, yes. Um, I I like that one. I definitely like I I think mine I'll go on the scary tip as well too. The stories about like basically surrounding your car, going to an empty car, either the ones where they have they're in your back seat, like hiding under a blanket in your back seat. Like that's that's the freakiest one to me. But there there was the other one where they like slash your ankle. Like from, uh, from the car, the car yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking always freaks me out. So anytime you go into a dark parking lot, like anytime that with your car, that's my number one. Um, always bugs me out. It gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit where it's like, fuck, man. I don't go in this car by myself. You know what I mean? Especially if you're like in an SUV now and it's like they're dark and can't yeah. see behind the seats. Ugh. Is that is that still get you today? Like are there any urban legends that get you today still? No, I, I, I'm more fascinated now with the ones that are like, you know, slices of time, like the, the, you know, Stanley Kubrick, uh, fake the moon landing, you know, and recorded in that, like almost kind of conspiracy theory ask Walt Disney, speaking of Disney, having his like head frozen in some oh, yeah, hygienic yeah. chamber, you know what I mean? Like those are the ones that I, I find more interesting, the scary ones, the slender man's the, as much as you kind of get the willies thinking about it, like, you know, it is what it is. I, Dr. Mrs. The Commish is a, is a huge scaredy cat when it comes to it. So, like, I, I have definitely had to escort her downstairs <laughs> to a dark <coughs> basement for her to return, like, an, an item a time or two. But, you know, that that's 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 the part of her charm. That's how it kind of goes. Um, I guess, well, this has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast. I think we got to skip the – I think we're out of time. It's going to get into the – we talk talking real fast. Brandon Gambling Corner brings to the jam. All right, so you heard about this on Draft. Kings, right? Yeah, I did. I did a little reading on this with the the couple, right? The Bachelor contestant chick, Jade. I don't know what her name is, and then her husband Tanner, right? Yeah. And, so. and the gaming community is all up in arms about it, but maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you can elucidate that for me. Yeah. So basically, uh, DraftKings they do have uh, they did the contest, uh, the playoff contest, which 
that is kind of important because, you know, it becomes very much more, there's a finite number of combinations you can do in this. Right. Uh, they both entered, I think, with the max of 125 entries for this million-dollar contest, paying out the first. Um, they both did it. She won. Uh, they compared her uh, selections to her uh, boyfriend's selections and saw that there was not a lot of overlay, which means it seemed like they got to 125 up to 250 entries. The big question is, like, do you have a problem with this? Yeah, I mean, if that that's what I'm saying. Like, if that's how they're going about to do it, I don't, I mean, if it's within the rules or my own unique entries, I don't have a problem with this. Well, right? is, and it, yeah, and it, it's not. And her name is, uh, uh, sorry, her name is Jade. It's like Jade Roper or something. Jade Roper, yeah. <coughs> Jade Roper Tolbert. Um, it's technically not within the rules because it is like colluding if they think you're doing. If you and I did MAB Sportscast entries, but you did 125 combinations, and I did 125, but we talked about it, so we're making sure we're not doubling up, then it's kind of becomes, we kind of have 250 entries. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, like, but, I mean, how, I mean, if if we're too, I mean, aside from our association, there wouldn't be a lot of through line there. They, they just have to be either dating or I think, are they married or dating? But either way, yeah. it's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, pr- prove that I did it then, I guess. It's like you have this unique thing that it's like, well, there's not a lot of overlap, but could that happen just in in, in life? I mean. Well, we, let's talk about that. So there's it, no rules. There's a, is there a rule there that says I can't talk, talk with any other contestants out there? I, they're they're kind that, of. They're, yeah, and there kind of is, and it is her husband. So they're they're kind of so let's let's assume this. Let's assume they did talk about uh, their lineups and they're each trying to do like not creating a lot of overlap to win it. I don't have a fucking problem with it because it's, yeah. it's like you can't. I have more problem with you can do 125 entries per person than I do with two people talking about what their entries are. Like if you're yeah, doing right. that, it's just like that. That to me takes out the fun of it because it's like if someone's just like cash cowing in and trying to get like every combination possible, I don't give a shit if you're talking to somebody else. Like if there's four of you and you guys are all just like, let's, then it's just like this, this drop king thing is broken from Jump Street because it is 100%. Yeah, because you know, like you get it's exploitive. It, it, it feels to me very much in the vein where you hear like these office pools for the lottery. And these guys go in and everyone pays like 50 bucks and you buy 50 fucking separate tickets. And then they just go in there with, you know, a pool of, you know, five, you know, 500 bucks for 10 dudes and, and, and gobble up as much as possible. You know what I mean? It's very well likely that all 500 of those combinations could be wrong, but one of them ended up being right. And then they all win them. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, how is that? That's where I kind of don't see. Well, that's exa- issue with that. You're exactly right. We need to look at DraftKings. DraftKings is a lot less skill game, and it's a lot more like Super Bowl squares. Like, you're just buying sure. random shit. Yeah, if I can sit there and put 125 entries, would you sit there and go, well, if I laid out all the op- like the potential opportunities and I looked at you know, the seven different quarterbacks that are available to me and then circulated the best like yeah. ones of those, like... God damn, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of overlay, yes, but there's also gonna be 
it seems impossible, especially because it was like a wild card weekend too. It wasn't like a regular season. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're even playing with like limited people in that. So you're going to, I mean, it seems right for somebody to take advantage of that. Uh, and that's what fucking, that's what this is, man. It's like, it's like, it's basically shooting the, la- you know, shooting for the lotto ticket. Uh, yes. I'm going to, yeah. So long story short, like, you know what you sign up for? Like, if you want to play daily fantasy sports, that's what you sign up for. Like, it's just like, no look how many entries. I don't have a problem with him winning a million dollars. Someone's going to fucking take it. Um, all right, yeah. guys, coming to the end of the episode. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for hanging with my fucked up voice. You know, I guys <laughs> love you so much and for being there. Uh, really fast, my MVP of the week. I'm going to give it to my boy. I don't like keep coming back to it. But, uh, dude, how right was I about Derrick Henry? This guy's a fucking beast. I think the first running back of all time in the postseason, or to do three consecutive weeks with 30-plus carries, uh, 150 or more yards. Um, right. and, and he threw a touchdown pass. <laughs> threw a, <coughs> he threw a touchdown pass yesterday. That is yeah. just, that's insane. Randy is beaming over Derek Henry. Beaming, he baby. so beaming. vindicated on this, and rightfully so. Yeah, he set the record for, like, most yardage. Uh, and the first four playoff games ever, like 550 plus or something like that. I mean, and uh, like everyone on the list was like Hall of Fame dude. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, good on you. Uh, my MVP, uh, Brandana. I'm gonna tip the Mab to you. Playing through pain. I'm not gonna give you the MVP because oh. there's a, another. There's another. But you, but you did great. You did. Damn. You did great, sir. Ah, close. You did great. I can't. I can't. Pull him. <laughs> he brought it. He brought it with her. He showed up on game day. Sure. But yesterday. Saturday, Kamish Jr. turned one oh. years old, which marks probably the 18-month anniversary of me trolling Brandana on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but also, too, monumental first day, also took his first two steps. Nice. So he's now two steps further to becoming the Derrick Henry of our family. So oh, my God. Good on you. Like I tied that back in. Yeah, one of the names do line up. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> I know how you lightly like try to throw aside like when I trolled Brandana, he made it sound like he was getting fucking divorced. You guys all <laughs> heard it. It was insane. Uh, all right, I'm Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Audience, now after this episode, we're getting in the corn nuts game. We're ringing out Mab nuts with chili podcante. <laughs> Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.